Well, hello, brothers and sisters. Welcome to Twisted Perspective's new series called Divine Secrets, where we will be taking a journey that will lead us through the Book of Esther, where we will learn of a spiritual roadmap that very well may become a path that leads us directly to the heart of God. I'm your host from Blood of the Lamb Ministries, Jody Coward. Good day to you, friends. Good day to you, brothers and sisters in the Lord. Thank you for joining our podcast today and taking the time out to listen to us. Today we're going to start with a praise report. Saturday, the April the 22nd, we attended a worship service at Timothy Baptist Church in Muskogee, Oklahoma. Featuring high praise worship team with musical director Brad Campbell and of course the Aaron Michaels Band. The event was hosted by Otis and Lucretia Logan. It's a great night of worship with all of our brothers and sisters in Christ. The highlight of the service to me, personally, was watching this sweet, cute little six-year-old girl on the front row, lifting her hands and worshiping the Lord. The scripture that kept coming to me as I was watching this little girl was where Jesus said that unless we became as little children, we would not enter into his kingdom. This young girl's name is Arabella, and she is absolutely precious. And us adults could learn a huge lesson from this young lady and a lot of other kids too. Next is this. The Aaron Michaels Band will be in Tulsa Saturday night, April the 29th at Hart Church, which is located at 6215 South 107th East Avenue, again in Tulsa, Oklahoma. The service starts at 6 p.m. There's going to be several other bands there as well. We would love to see all of you there, so come and join us this night for a night of worshiping our Lord. Now then, on with today's episode, Part 7 of Divine Secrets. Today we're going to look at this question. What is the protocol of entering into God's presence? Some of you are thinking, I didn't know there was a protocol to enter into God's presence. I thought you just started praying. I'm not saying you can't do that, because you can But listen to the question, what is the protocol of entering into God's presence? Not just a drive-by service where you say, here God, here's, here's my prayer, thank you very much. But the protocol of entering into the manifested presence of God. To answer that, let's look at the into the tabernacle of Moses and the temple of Solomon. These structures provide for us insights into the protocol of how we are to enter into the palace, how we're to enter into the court of the palace, and onward into the throne room of Yahweh God. The psalmist referred to this in Psalms 100, and we'll look at that scripture in a few minutes, but for now let's look at the layout of the tabernacle and of the temple. The first part of these structures was called the outer court. This is where the altar of sacrifice and the bronze laver were located. And for the sake of time today, we're not going to focus on any of these furnishings that were in either of the structures. The second part, or room, was called the inner court. Its furnishings included the table of showbread, the golden lampstand, and the altar of incense. Again, I do not want to get into any of the furnishings. But I will say this about them. They all point directly to Jesus. 
The third room is called the holiest of holies or the most holy place. This room held the Ark of the Covenant. And inside the Ark, there was the manna that God had fed the children of Israel in the wilderness with, the two tablets that contained the Ten Commandments, and it also contained Aaron's rod that budded. And again, for sake of time, I'm not going to discuss any of those uh, objects. Maybe in a later date, we'll, we'll have a twisted perspective on them, but not today. On top of the ark was located two cherubim. Their wings were outstretched towards each other. And whenever there was a fire between their wings, it was because the, God, the presence of God was there. The third room is called the Holy of Holies, or the Most Holy Place. It held the Ark of the Covenant. Inside the Ark was the manna that God had fed the children of Israel with in the wilderness. It also contained the two tablets with the Ten Commandments on them, and also contained Aaron's rod that budded. And again, for the sake of time, we're not going to discuss any of these items. Maybe in a future date, on a future episode, we might get into that. But for today, uh, we're not going to discuss that. Now, on the top of the ark, there were two cherubims, and their wings were outstretched towards each other. Whenever there was a fire between their wings, it was because the presence of God was there. So now, let's look at Psalms 100, and I'm going to read it to you out of the Passion Translation, verses 1 through 4. Lift up a great shout of joy to Yahweh. Go ahead and do it, everyone, everywhere. Worship Yahweh with gladness. Sing your way into his presence with joy. And realize what this really means. We have the privilege of worshiping Yahweh our God. For he is our creator and we belong to him. We are the people of his pleasure. You can pass through his open gates with a password of praise. You can come right into his presence with thanksgiving. So come bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. That, ladies and gentlemen, sounds to me like a process. So now let's look at the layout of the tabernacle and of the temple, applying what we just read out of Psalms 100. The outer court. We are to enter his courts with thanksgiving. The inner court. Inside the temple, there were these two huge gates that led into the inner court. Psalm 100 said, enter his gates with praise. Thanksgiving gets you on the premises or the outer court. Thanking God for all that he has done for us. And someone might be saying, well, he's never done nothing for me. Are you breathing? then you need to thank God for the oxygen. He's never sent you a bill for it, has he? There's always something to be thankful to God for. Praise, on the other hand, is totally different from thanksgiving. Praise is not dependent on what God has done for you. Praise is all about who God is. Praise him not because you want or need something from him, but praise him for who he is. We praise him for all of his attributes. You might be asking the question, Jody, what do you mean by attributes? Well, let's look. He is all-powerful. He is all-knowing. 
He is all wisdom. He is all holiness. He is all majestic. He is all glorious, all merciful, all faithfulness, all forgiving, all gracious, and all loving. He is the almighty, self-sufficient one and the only one true living God. That's what I mean by attributes. The third and final room is the holiest of holies or the most holy place. This is the place where God's presence dwelt. This is the actual throne room of God. And where I get that from is Hebrews chapter 4, verses 16, I believe it is. Here are a couple of questions I have about this room. One, how do you get there? Two, what do you do when you get there? Now I want to go back for just a minute to Psalm 100, verse 4, and read it to you out of the Message Bible. Enter with the password of thank you. Make yourselves at home talking praise. Thank him and worship him. Worship him. You can tell just by these scriptures that I've read out of Psalms 100, this is a process. The word worship in Greek and in Hebrew are very similar in their definitions. Both of their definitions refer to a posture of submission. I don't know what submission looks like to you, but I do know what it looks like to me. To me personally, worship is not just a Sunday worship service where you sing three songs, you hear a sermon, say amen, and they go eat lunch. Worship is an attitude that you carry with you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And it says to me that I am nothing, but God is everything. Worship to me is simply being in awe of Almighty God and bowing before Him in all the humility that I can muster up, knowing that I am just His creation and He is my Creator. Think about it this way, brothers and sisters. What would you do and how would you act if you knew without any doubt whatsoever that you had found yourself in the presence of Almighty God? Do you think that you might be just a little bit intimidated? Do you think that you would be aware of just how powerful, of just how holy, of how majestic and how great God is? I mean, think about it. This is the creator of the universe, and you're standing in his presence. How would you feel? You know, I think about that song, Mercy Me is a group, and the song it discussed, you know, what would I do? Would I dance for you, Jesus? Would I fall before you? Would I be able to say any words at all? I think a lot of us would find ourselves there. What would you do in the presence of Almighty God? And according to the Word of God, the only way to really get into God's presence is to worship your way there. You might be thinking, Jody, what in the world does this have to do with any divine secrets? I am so glad you asked, brothers and sisters. This secret is not for those who are not interested in just wanting God. This process is not for those who are just after their next blessing from God. Now the other side of that coin is that if you are hungry for more of Jesus, then this is a road map that will lead you directly to his heart. This process is not for the faint of heart. 
This process is not for those who are not interested in just sitting at the feet of Jesus and telling him how great he is and how much you adore him. You know, I think about the Apostle John in the book of John. He called himself the disciple that Jesus loved. And you read continuously in the book of John how he rested his head on the, the chest of Jesus. You read about Mary that broke the alabaster box at his feet. These two are worshipers. They didn't want his miracle. They just wanted him. There's a price that will be paid for those of us that are hungry. If you're only interested in what God needs to do for you next, then this process is definitely not for you. It is a process that is only for those of us that want just him. So I want to ask you today, which one are you? Which one are you? Have I given you something to think about? I pray to God that I did. I pray to God that, uh, matter of fact, let's just pray. Father God, we come before you in the name of Jesus. I lift up each and every listener of this podcast in the sound of my voice to you, Father. I anoint them in the blood of Jesus. I declare that there are great walls of fire and glory encompassed all about them. I ask you, Father, in Jesus' name, to illuminate their minds and enlighten the eyes of their understanding. I ask you, Father, Father, if they do not have the hunger, that you would give them a hunger to chase after you and to chase after your presence, and not just your hand, but chase after your heart. I thank you for it. I believe that I receive it when I ask you. And I believe, Father, that you're going to do great and mighty things to everyone who takes this to heart. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Brothers and sisters, I thank you so much for joining me today. I thank you for your faithfulness to our podcast. We're about to wrap up this series of Divine Secrets. I'm going to say there's maybe one or two more episodes left. But I do thank you so much for joining me. And remember, until next time, I love you, Jesus loves you, and we are praying for you.
Before we go, I'd like to remind you, we sure do welcome your prayer requests, your comments, and even your concerns. You can contact me and my team at jodycoward59 at gmail.com. That's J-O-D-Y-C-O-W-A-R-D-5-9 at gmail.com. And hey, one more thing. Be sure you give us a download on our episodes. Click our like button and share our podcast with your friends and family. And I'd like to thank you, brothers and sisters, for your faithful support of our podcast and of our ministry. And until next time, remember, Revelation 12:11 says, We overcome him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Amen, hallelujah, and praise be to Jesus.